I love it. What, what amazes me, and I'm not going to go into my testimonies, but Pammy's with me all the time, she knows. What amazes me is just how God will put people, if you're available, God will put people right in your path to share Jesus with and pray for over. And I just, I walk away all the time saying, Lord, you did it again. Yeah, you did it again, Lord. There, there you did it again. There's somebody else. So um, if you have an inkling that you'd like to learn, no one's an expert. I, I said yesterday, <clears throat> I was nervous like I did it the first time. I had to uh, talk to these two men at, at the Gap, and I felt that little bit of nervousness stepping out, but yet God took care of it. It was a beautiful thing. No one's a pro at it. No one's an expert. You do get better. You get used to it. You get trained in it. Bo needs someone, if you're a man and you want to activate, Bo needs a partner to go out with him. I know Andrea would train more if you want to go out, so see those folks. We'll get you signed up. It's a beautiful thing. Someone say amen. amen. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit. I don't have much time. I'm just going to, I'm going to finish my message, and then next week I'll go backwards to forward and preach my message. Is that okay? Someone say amen. Somebody. <laughs> We're not, I'm just going to basically read the scripture, talk about it, and close. But the scriptures I'm reading today, we've already demonstrated about the body of Christ. We had other people come up and pray. We've had people go out and minister. But look what the Bible says. Look what Paul says about the body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to start with verse 12. I just got to cut some time off here. Lord, thank you for opening our hearts to the Word of God. Open our ears, open our minds, that we are the body of Christ. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Who remembers my message last week? Anybody? I got one person that did. That's fantastic. We're improving. We're, we're getting better. We talked about the glorious church and how we are literally, not figuratively, we are literally the body of Christ. As a believer, you are the hands and feet of Jesus. He needs a mouth, it's your mouth. He needs hands, it's your hands. He needed someone to help that woman, it was Gianna's teenage hands and her, her little teenage heart that stepped out and blessed that woman. If they're going to hear the gospel, it says, how can they hear unless somebody preach? Doesn't mean you have to have a pulpit. In fact, most of the people that don't believe, well, of course, they're not here. They're out there, okay? You're the one. God needs your mouth. As the body is one and as many members, they're all members of one body, being many are one body, so also is Christ, for by one spirit... We were all baptized into one body. Someone say the body of Christ. Whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Now, if the foot should say, hey, I'm not the hand and I'm not part of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not the eye, I am not a part of the body. Is it therefore not a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, 
where would the hearing be? Now, can you imagine a human body walking in here and it's an eye? What would we call that? A cyclops. It would be a horror movie. Like, oh, it's an eye. That eye would never lead anybody to Jesus. They'd be so busy running from it, right? Plus, it doesn't have a mouth. It doesn't have any hands. It wouldn't be able to walk in. It'd just be laying there, the eye, the cyclops. It roll in. Just roll in. Praise Jesus. Let's, let's take this further. No. <laughs> I love it. It's that kind of day. If, if uh, the whole were hearing, where would the smelling be? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. That's why we're all different. We're all different. We all act different. We all look different. We have different gifts. That actually is what tests you, the love of your forbearance. If we were all the same, it'd be easy to get along with each other, wouldn't it? No, we're all the same, right? But it's when we disagree with each other. So when we have a disagreement or something different, that's when we're tested. We love everybody to be the same, but the fact that we're different, and that's how we grow spiritually, is by being with people that are different than we are. And of course they're going to be different because everybody's not an eye and everybody's not an ear and everybody's not a hand. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Nor can the head say to the feet, I don't need you. Jesus is the head. And he can't say to his feet, I don't need you. He needs you. Jesus needs you. You're a part of his body. He needs you. And he wants you. He loves you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be, le we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God, God has composed the body, having given greater honor to the parts which lack that there should be no division, man, I could preach on that, in the body, but that all the members should have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, someone say, we are the body. Are say, I am a part of the body. Christy, you're needed. The Lord needs you. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healings, helps, administration, variety of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have the gift of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the best gifts, 
and yet I show unto you a more excellent way. Now, my message today was going to be from the beginning to the end and what Paul was getting after about the body. And I'll kind of go through that next week. And the message was going to be on the messy church. Because God's goal is for a glorious church. That's Jesus' vision. A church without wrinkle and without spot. He wants a strong, glorious church. A church that is out winning souls, casting out devils, praying for people, loving their neighbor, honoring one another, activated, everybody using their gifts. There's, uh, you know, there's gifts of administration. There's, uh, you know, healing gifts. There's helping, how much we need the helping gifts, people that help. There's all kinds of gifts in the body. And God wants a glorious church where we're all marching together. But in Corinthians, they were kind of a messy church and Paul had to rebuke them. But even in all their mess and all their dysfunction, Jesus still loved them and he was still calling them higher. He still had a vision that they could be what God called them to be. So the message is, if you think being a Christian means you come into church, you listen to a message, maybe break out your morning bread, the daily bread for 15 minutes in the morning, and you're living a Christian life, you may get to heaven, but I'm telling you, you're depriving yourself and the body of who you really are, your purpose and your meaning in life. You are joined to a body, and this local body, whatever body you're joined to, God has a mission for us. God has things for us to do. And when we engage in our mission and our purpose, life gets exciting. Life gets adventurous. You're buying tents for homeless people, right? You're, you're loving people. You're praying for random people at restaurants, you're stopping at Save-A-Lot and a man is crying in his car because he had just been praying for the Lord to speak to him. All these things start happening when you realize who you are and we begin not just to be hearers of the word, but we become doers of the word. It all comes alive. That eyeball joins an ear and the ear joins a mouth and you have a body of Christ and you're doing amazing things. I am telling you, when we step out on the word of God, God is as good as his word. When we take our place and join in this body and, and, and get activated and get busy, and I know some people are more gifted in evangelism, we all should be sharing Jesus somehow, some way. Amen? There were 12 chosen to go out and preach for Jesus, but then he sent 70 more out, didn't he? You can't tell me that was 70 more evangelists. They were just people like you and me that Jesus said, go out and preach and bring people in. I believe that's Luke chapter 10. So as a church, the vision, and I'm talking vision, I'm going to close soon. Next week, I'll preach the whole message. If I have time, I hope we worship God for an hour again or however long. But if we don't, I'm going to preach the message. But as the vision for this church, we want every member to be activated. We want to honor every member. If you're a prophet, be a prophet. If you're a teacher, be a teacher. If you're a healer, be a healer. If you're going to help the homeless, if you have mercy and compassion and you want to help the homeless, help them. We want everybody to be fully functioning so we can stand up as one man and one purpose. But when we do that, we have enemies. We have challenges and opportunities to grow. Don't ever let your 
disagreements and ruffled feathers and things that bother you keep you from serving God. Let your challenges become stepping stones to glory. Let people's criticism of you make you stronger. Let people's, uh, when they criticize you, and maybe they don't understand you, let it make you stronger. Let it make you more powerful. Use those as opportunities. Don't let anything offend you. Nothing. Don't be robbed of your prize. And we can march together, and we'll see more and more people coming in here to be saved, to be discipled, and we'll be going out there to do it. Amen? Amen. So come back and I'll preach the whole message next week. Praise the Lord. It's exciting serving Jesus. It is. It's, if, you, if, if you are bored following Jesus, you're not following Jesus. He is anything but boring. I get bored when I quit following Jesus and I start watching football 20 hours a week. That's boring. Then I watch someone kick a soccer ball for four hours. And that's boring. Take a little. I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want to sit on the bleachers and watch. I want to do something. I want to be active. I get bored when I quit following. It's exciting to follow Jesus. Andrea, you say something, then I'll, I'll close it up. <laughs>